0: Everybody and welcome back to You Can't Win. This is Tom here, and I'm joined by Don as usual. Today we have a very special guest. It's our friend Roy from Twitter, also known as Chiwi the Dog, or now Chiwi the God, which I have minor issues with the shirky connotations of the name, but we'll let that one slide. But uh, yeah, how are you doing, Roy? Nice to have you on.
1: Thank you, Tom, Um, and hello, Don. Thank you guys for having me on.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure. Um, so maybe we should just introduce the listeners to you briefly in case they don't know what you're about. Uh so you have a fairly popular Twitter account. You post all kinds of different things. A lot of doggy pictures and stuff.
1: Uh yes. That is um that's one of the uh the services I provide on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, uh yeah, I, I did I I did mention to Tom earlier that uh I did get suspended recently, unfortunately, and, um, I, my new handle is, uh, Chiwi the God, which is sort of blasphemous. I, did, I, I wasn't sure how you two would, uh, take that, <laughs> but, uh, but it is a play off of my old handle, uh, Chiwi the dog. So, uh, so that's the new handle. Um, but yeah, uh, posting dog pics, um, posting random thoughts. And for some reason, people seem to like that. So I'm having a good time with it.
2: Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I was looking at some of your older tweets and like of, of the new account. And uh, a lot of them seem to go like mega viral. And uh, I don't know, I, uh, you know, like the chicken account, or like the, the dogs looking like chicken and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. It was pretty funny, but like all the different, I don't know. And uh, And we were talking earlier that also you're really into sort of like conspiracy stuff like Tom and you know the whole lone wolf mentality and the suffering of people nowadays and stuff and i was wondering like what what kind of uh conspiracy stuff are you into like recently like we we had a, a few episodes of the of this uh, over the past two years but um uh just things have been pretty hectic recently so we haven't done like uh, a lot of sure um you know like research on uh the fun things that we like to talk about i
0: am getting back into it just real quick uh, just for the listeners who like that kind of stuff i've been watching about the oklahoma city bombing i'm gonna watch some 9-11 stuff i'm back on my bullshit so (laughs) good times we'll have some episodes about that coming up soon i think yeah
1: so uh dog pictures food pictures random thoughts low effort posts but also um uh, my account not only those things I'm interested in but um I'm very interested in yeah conspiracy theories um some aren't really theories in my opinion um (laughs) they're they're, they're, I I think everything I post is based in reality whether people Mm -hmm. believe that or not uh I was I was saying that um to someone else that that you know I I could just kind of feel the desperation of people these days and um, I'm just kind of going to talk about what I'm interested in lately And, um, and that's kind of what I'm interested in lately. Like what, what's making people tick out there. And, um, and when I do go, uh, outside, I do go outside, by the way, I'm not always on Twitter. Um, Mm -hmm. but then, uh, I, when I do go outside, I kind of feel it, you know, people are on edge these days. They're very stressed and I don't blame them. There's a lot of stuff going on these days. And, um, um, you know, there's a lot of poverty, there's a lot of strife. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I try to focus on the on the good stuff of my life but um kind of one of the downfalls of myself is uh I like to put myself in um, other people's shoes kind of empathize with what what they're going through um day to day I mean that could kind of seem like not a downfall but but I'm constantly doing that and like um and I could and I could just feel how desperate people are these days and and um, what I'm interested in is is how that translates to um, to these kind of random acts of violence and 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 these things that we see, you know, like uh, Don mentioned, lone wolf, you know, that's a that's a very American thing in a way, and um, mm-hmm. and uh, is one of our best exports, I think, um, too, <laughs> and um, and I think it's just going to increase, and um, yeah, and on my on my other account, on my old account. I did a lot of these kind of predictions in a way, and um, and you know, like all the replies would be like, "Oh, oh, Chiwi, Roy," you know, uh, stop these posts, you know, like these these things keep coming true, and I'm like, you know, oh, I, really? <laughs> I, I I tweet a lot, I tweet a lot, and not and you know, I'm I'm going at kind of like a less than one percent hit ratio, so I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not predicting everything, but but unfortunately, it seems like uh, some of these kind of major things. Uh, for 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 better or for worse, I I keep predicting like like the like the day of, of the Atlanta massacre of the uh, massage parlors like an hour before I kind of you know, um just off the top of my head what was just kind of um, I was really I was really worried about how things were going, how the pandemic was, um, really s- stressing out people and um, I could, f- I can't explain it like. I just had a feeling something was going to happen, so, so, <laughs> what better to do than just uh, post to thousands of people? So, uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of posted. Um, it just seems like, um, you know, things are going bad. People are being stressed from poverty, et cetera. Um, it, it just seems like this summer is going to be very violent. Um, uh, there's going to be more uh, people you know, doing acts of desperation. And then, and then I think that was an hour before that massacre. So, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and it got some traction, but then, uh, definitely after the event, um, it kind of blew up a little bit more. So, um, not to go on too long about that, about, uh, the Nostradamus stuff, but, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, like, like I am interested in, in what makes kind of the dark side of man tick. And, um, mm-hmm. and I, and I guess, uh, a lot of things I read and watch and, um, are, are, are based in that subject.
2: So when you're sort of looking at these, uh, lone wolf acts and stuff, is it that there's this underlying current of desperation and then randomly a person just sort of pops out of that desperation and, uh, maybe shoots a few people or something and, uh, is that or is it that there's some sort of either intervention or coordination or encouragement from other people because a lot of what we talk about uh, on other episodes has been sort of like the institutional links or links with Mm -hmm. like strange Mm -hmm. coincidences or um, you had brought up uh, paddock earlier and that's obviously one of the ones where people make a lot of those sorts of connections I was wondering if you're interested in that as well
1: Uh, yeah I mean um there is a darkness uh, with with some of these stories, where um, where I, I guess the answer is both. I'm just going to be direct, and probably um, it might sound weird, but uh, I I do think a lot of these things have um, kind of a bigger plan, so to speak. And I and I do think some of these things are just people being stretched to their limit, and 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 they're kind of just lashing out um, in a very primal way. You know, with 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 modern machinery like guns, um, mm-hmm. which are, for the record, you know, I'm a I'm a gun owner, but um, but I, but I also, uh, at the same time, do think there's a big, major, big, huge issue with guns in America. I think just there's there's too many, you know, especially in mm-hmm. uh, in my closet. But then, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but then, yeah, um, like paddock, you know, um, I I talked to a lot of. Well, people more uh, knowledgeable about psychology and, um, and, and, and this theory, you know, I'm not an expert by any means on, on the paddock theory. I just, uh, kind of have fun talking about it and posting about it. Maybe, maybe I post about it too, as a kind of a rhetorical question in a way. So people will kind of, um, uh, play off of what I write, what I write if they're interested enough. Um, but I do think there is a, connection you know i I know that tom is interested in uh, mk ultra things like that i'm not sure if uh, paddock is mk ultra i don't know if there were four shooters with um m249 machine guns up there belt fed and then they took them with them when they went away after they uh, shot him in the head and then planned the whole scene you know there's a lot of there's a lot of um loose ends with that story that, uh, that don't make sense. You know, like where's his uh, hard drive of his laptop? Why did he send emails to himself? Why did he take, uh, for solo cruises to the Middle East, Kuwait, uh, UAE and Jordan, uh, by himself. And then the other cruises, you know, who, who takes so many cruises, first of all, but then, uh, <laughs> but then, um, you know, I, I, I never like cruises, but then like, like, like he, The rest of the cruises he was with his girlfriend, you know, with his um, uh, Filipino girlfriend that we all know about. But yeah, it's just those solo cruises to the Middle East are just kind of weird. And then the whole kind of uh, Saudi connection of his, you know, I, again, I'm not an expert at uh, that theory. But then, um, but then definitely, I I do think there was some type of plan uh, with him. I I don't think that he uh, is just one of these... Um, uh, suburban guys that, um, or, or one of these incel, quote unquote types that uh, just kind of lash out at society. Um, it, I I just think it was too big. It was too well planned. I think um, there was there's too many mm-hmm. discrepancies. But um, but but to answer your question, Don, uh, I kind of do rant. I'm I just I don't just rant on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, but to answer your question, I think there's a little bit of both. I guess I am interested in how things work, how people think, and um, maybe in a way not to stop it in society, but maybe to uh, give myself some type of control uh, of it in a way where in a, in an uncontrollable situation, you know? Sure.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the whole thing of like the, you were talking about like, you don't think it was like an incel kind of thing or, you know, these really pat answers and explanations that kind of come up where it's just like, oh, he was just a crazy person and all that like that is never very satisfying. And maybe some of these cases you can kind of say like, well, I guess that there, there's not enough to kind of point outside of that. But Paddock in particular, definitely like, you've, you know, you outlined a bunch of different things that are worth looking at. They kind of indicate that there was something else going on there, and there's other, you know, all kinds of different things. Like I mentioned, the Oklahoma City thing that I uh, I watched this documentary and listened to some interviews the other day, and that uh, the explanation that, that you know the kind of like government story uh, for that also doesn't really add up. There's there was like a lot of um, weird connections to intelligence, and uh, there was clearly like a separate. Like, it wasn't the truck bomb. There was, there was clearly C4 planted in the building prior to it, and they, like, obviously covered it up and all this kind of stuff. There's all this, like, weird stuff around that, and, you know, I'm willing to kind of accept, like, okay, so maybe the official story doesn't fit and they're covering something up, but, like, why are they doing it? That's what always gets me about these things. Like, if, if something like Paddock and Oklahoma City and 9-11 and all these different things, like, let's just say for the sake of argument, they're all... Like false flag attacks, right? Like Alex Jones style false flag kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the point of doing? I, I like that's the thing. Like with Paddock, what purpose does it serve to have this guy shoot a bunch of people? You know that that's what I have never really found any kind of satisfying explanation for. Like I, I don't get it, and and the whole thing of like, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is to to create justification for war or something that doesn't really make sense to me either because we don't seem to really need to do that. Yeah. We don't need I, that. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. If we want a war, we just go start a war. let like do that it all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really seem to need that kind of stuff. So I, that's something that I just really don't have any idea about. I was wondering if maybe you, you know, had some thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, that's the, the that's kind of the million dollar question when, when we, Hit kind of a roadblock on all these theories, right? Like, like why? Like, what? Like, what for? And um, you know, it it did stump me, and uh, I continue to be stumped a lot of the time. But you know, I, I'm now I'm thinking in the frame of like all these things are kind of a kind of a cumulative psyop in a way. You know, I, I that 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 is a kind of a buzzword for uh, for lazy people but I really do think that um, you know uh, again speaking in cliches the mind is a powerful thing and um, uh, I do think these things uh, create sort of a, um, this psychological implant in our heads um, and I'm not talking a microchip uh, that's already covered by the vaccine that we're all getting Um, but then, but then, but then more of kind of a, um, kind of a conceptual implant, I think. And, um, and I, and, and I don't think we can underestimate what type of traumas these type of things have just when it's constantly like, boom, 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 like, like, like every year or like, or like all these protests from last year, um, and, and just seeing the national guard, uh, march down the street. And then, you know, like, like no matter what you feel about, um, Whatever happened to uh, 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 some of these motorists that that were killed by police? You know, it, it doesn't really even matter um, because that's a that's a kind of a different uh, form of trauma that we all um, that we're all witnessing. But then, just just these events. I'm talking the aftermaths, um, the riots, uh, uh, or or if if we're talking um, uh, like war, you said like like America has a war almost every year, maybe, maybe every half year, you know, like there's still wars going on and um, I, you know, you know, whether that's big wars every 12 years or every, every six years or, or these uh, covert wars that we um, hear about. Um, but, but all these things, like if you live in America, I think, um, I think you have a different form of trauma. We're supposedly to be like a, the richest country in the world. Uh, in my opinion, America is only great if you're uh, super wealthy. Otherwise, um, it's kind of like a third world country in a way. But then, um, but I do think that um, for me, I can't I can't speak for anyone else in the world and what they're kind of the hardships that they're going through. But in America, I think I think we're constantly bombarded by um, by imagery, propaganda, and things like that, and and these conspiracy things. Um, well, these events that that are uh, leading to these conspiracy theories. Um, in my opinion, um, it's just a constant kind of, uh, uh um, way of manipulation, I think. I, and, and, and I'm always going to give kind of the devil's advocate. <laughs> there's, there's always a kind of a schizophrenic voice in my head that, that is the, uh, that is the contrarian. And I, and I think that maybe that's caused from my, uh, horrible repliers on Twitter. That caused the psychological yeah. thing of, of me, but then, but then I think it's healthy in a way sometimes to, um, to kind of step out of my mind in a way. But then, like, like, like what, like, like they'll say, oh, you know, maybe it's not a, maybe it's just the uh, the way I think, you know. But then I I do think there's a molecular change that happens when all these uh, events happen, and um, and I don't think there's any any studies that that show what what all these events are doing to us, you know, on on a, on a very. Um, micro uh molecular level i think it's changing us changing the way we think changing the way we consume um and at the end of the day i don't want to say it's about money but but it is um, and i think it's a way a form of a control and yeah I, I that's not too short of an answer to your question tom but um but i do think i do think that's part of it i think it's a i think it's a kind of a psychological uh weapon in a way
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense I mean you know you mentioned MK Ultra earlier the thing that's interesting to me about MK Ultra is that you know people talk about like it as a form of like brainwashing and programming and all that kind of stuff and I think people get sometimes a little carried away with with that idea and think that like the Manchurian Candidate like the movie like it works like that you know where like there's like a code word that activates the robotic assassin kind of thing but i mean the thing that's really revealing about mk ultra is that i mean they did try to to investigate like is this possible can we mind control people can we brainwash people to do our bidding kind of a thing and what they found was that trauma like like exposing someone to an extreme level of trauma does affect them psychologically to the point where it makes them very manipulable you know and, um, you know, if, if that's something that they are wanting to do on a mass level, I, I guess that makes some sense. You know, I, I think that's a, a plausible explanation, but it just, it's, it's so evil, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. the, I, I mean, I think it goes beyond, like you said, you think it's about money. I, I, I don't know about that. Like I, I, I'm thinking at this point, I kind of think a lot of these people have more money than they know what to do with. And so Money as a motivation doesn't really make that much sense to me. Like I I think it makes sense on a smaller scale for like a lot of the bit players, you know? But at the at the very top or like kind of the the core motivation for, it, I think there's something else going on, you know? Like I think there's um something that they're after that you can't just buy with money. You know, that that's the thing that kind of creeps me out the most.
1: All right, let's just get weird here, Tom. Um like Let's do it. Like what if all the uh, talking about conspiracy, like, um, you know, there's, there was that guy, Michael Aquino. Uh, he was, yeah. a, he was a NSA, uh, kind of a higher up general, um, mm-hmm. actually, which is kind of scary. You know, he had, he had, he had these kind of grandpa Munster eyebrows. He kind of looked like, <laughs> yeah. kind of looked like a combination of Liberace and, um, Grandpa Munster and um, <laughs> and and these kind of very uh Wuhan bat like eyebrows that you'll never be able to forget, but yeah, he was a higher up general in the in the NSA, and then mm-hmm. he kind of spearheaded the temple of set and the the reason I mentioned that is you know let's say let's say for the sake of this argument that there are dark forces in the government like that using. The occult, you know, um, um, not that I dwell on it, but I have watched, uh, you know, and read these books about the Nazis and the occult, you know, for fun, and it's you know very entertaining and uh, you know very wild, but but for the for the sake of this discussion, like let's say that there are dark forces in the government and they are using the occult and these kind of dark energies, um, I used to think you know, uh, kind of a month ago, uh, on my old account and I, you know, you know, like losing my old account, like I, I don't, I I don't miss kind of like the followers in a way, but I miss kind of like my ramblings because I could always remember how to search them. But then one of the ramblings was that, that I was going off on this topic about the dark forces and kind of the satanic forces in a way. I call them kind of like a, uh, the black, um, the dark hole of the government, like if they're using these energies and if let's say, let's say socialism, for the lack of a better word, is a way of kind of um, collect collecting all these positive kind of the delight forces of society or America. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of good people doing good, good stuff, you know, like I'm not so cynical that I, that I don't think that, but, but. What if a way for the the satanic government to dismantle that collectivity, uh, or or the the socialist kind of uh, collective consciousness? Like, uh, I don't want to sound like Marianne Williamson here, but then, uh, <laughs> like, like what if what if that is kind of a, a a powerful thing? And I do think it's a powerful thing. And what mm-hmm. if the government is using these? Types of events, you know, whether it is red flag or I mean, a false flag or, or, um, or not like these type of events to kind of dismantle that social collective consciousness. And, um, and I do think that, um, you know, uh, I do believe that, to be honest, um, I do believe there are dark forces. And I do believe that uh, socialism, not in the political sense, but in more of a spiritual sense is something that is constantly being challenged and being dismantled by people from around the world. Like right now, what, you know, I, don't, I don't know if um, you guys talk about current events, but right now there's, you know, there's things going on in the middle East for sure. And, you know, the, the way, the way our mind works, these uh, dualistic things like dark and light, evil and good becomes very blurred and i think on purpose like mm-hmm. it's always the jews versus the palestinians or the israel versus palestine uh america versus um islam you know you know all these things um when it's you know when in reality i think the christians and the jews had more um of a, a animosity towards each other from the beginning of time of religion i think uh, correct me if i'm wrong but then like the way um, the way these uh, the framework of the media and um, the way things are are the way things we are forced to think about I think on a molecular level again um, is to is to dismantle the thought that we can come together and defeat the dark forces because I think you know you talked about it's not money it's not about the accumulation of money they got billions trillions right so it's like i do think um i do think that's at play like um to to stop whatever that can beat them is is us uniting you know not to be cheesy but i think i think i think that's the only thing that can uh, enact any type of change and uh and they know it for sure mm-hmm. well
2: yeah. i think that if you do have that i think one of the useful sort of functions of that way of looking at things is saying that uh it can be a like this ferment of lone wolf people going out and doing these one-off attacks they don't necessarily have to have uh you know people feeding them into that Mm -hmm. role they could they can they could just be uh they can be sort of a natural result of that dark sort of ferment but like uh that act still serves the role uh that they would you know that the sort of overarching system would want it to happen, kind of thing, so yeah, that's interesting yeah that that idea that like it doesn't need to be these people being put into play all the time to achieve some sort of specific policy goal, especially not in some exact way like we need to do this to start a war or something like that, or we need to do this to uh um you know, scare people about this particular thing. It can just be that, as you said, like that psychological Mm -hmm. horror at like a molecular level that is changing how we view our neighbors and stuff, how we view ourselves. So,
1: yeah. Right. um, Yeah. Um, and I like to think of it, uh, think of this thing, um, cryptocurrency as kind of a, um, kind of a metaphor for that in a way like, um, like the commodification of the violent acts, like like you said by the government, like they don't have to, um, they don't have to force these things to happen. They just kind of uh, use the end product of what happened to. Um, they're like, oh great, um, you know these these guys are going crazy and shooting people. Hey, we can use this to our advantage. Like, I, I kind of I kind of think of uh, cryptocurrency in a way like um like it's it's kind of the best scam. It's kind of the best thing um to make money with uh with no effort with no product with no overhead really it's just kind of like manipulating the numbers um pump and dump and letting kind of like the the end line suckers uh uh like foot them with the bill in a way i i know that i know yeah i know (laughs) in a way like um and it's very convenient for them um so so in a way i look at I look at everything in that scope. Um, the idea that um, you know, kind of the the people at the top, um, like Tom said, a pyramid scheme, are using these things that happen later on for their own benefit and um, and 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 kind of like a convenient way. Um, I think it it goes hand in hand with the financial markets too. You know, like. Like I don't even really know how um, the stock market works these days, it, but I know that it's um, it's controlled by super powerful computers. So, um, so you have so you have these those things going on. You know, you we have these psychological operations going on. It just seems like it just seems like um, even if you wanted to enact change, there, there's just these powerful forces that 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 are constantly running while we're sleeping even. And, um, and it's, it's kind of an, it's kind of an unchallengeable, unbeatable apparatus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, you know, you were mentioning the temple of set earlier and I was just sort of thinking about all the stuff you've been talking about in the context of like black magic or whatever, you know, this kind of like satanic ritual thing that people will talk about in reference to this stuff. And, um, you know, I think that's an element of it. Like there are people that are into that, that do operate at, you know, at high levels in the government or at some level, you know, in, in relation to all this stuff that, that that's pretty bizarre. And, um, uh-huh. but what, what I'm thinking about is like, it's not even like that. That's, it's not like that's the core purpose. It's not like all the people in charge are actually Satanists and what their actual plan is to like do this like Satanic ritual kind of MK ultra mass trauma stuff and they want to like just spread misery or whatever I think it's more that the nature of evil as it exists in the world and the way that it works and the the way that they seek to like what they see as their enemies happen to be like, you know, you were talking about like the, the light forces and like socialism as you described it are as being like the, they see that as their enemy, you know? So to, it's more that like the satanic kind of black magic stuff, like incidentally makes sense. Like it, it makes sense in terms of like what they, what they see as their goals and stuff. So like the idea of like blurring the line between good and bad of elevating the ego of, um, you know, glorifying like the individual will and all this sort of stuff and kind of uh, blotting out a sense of like moral responsibility to, to one another. Um, are you reading from
1: the satanic Bible right now? Or what are you... No, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm I'm just kidding. Like, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, like, um, like, like, I mean, like I mentioned, I do read a lot of weird things. I have read, the satanic Bible. I have read some temple of set texts just for research purposes. And, and it's, and it's all kind of like mumbo jumbo, you know, talk about kind of at the Aleister Crowley stuff, you know, do what thou wilt and all that. Like I, and, 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 you know, Alex Jones and the, the Baphomet, um, the, what was that called? The, the, um, the forest, uh, what is that thing called? Where, where they all meet. Oh, oh, uh, Bohemian Grove. Bohemian Grove, yeah. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. all the, all that stuff has been exhausted and covered, like, like, and and you know, I've definitely dabbled in that and and posted about those things, ironically. But then, like, um, you, you know, I think those things have been covered uh uh ad nauseum, you know. But then, um, like, I but then the fact, the part that um, really rings true to me still is is that is is there is that there is a constant cosmic battle i think and i think that's kind of what you were talking about
0: uh yeah yeah i guess so yeah i mean i i was i was just trying to get at the fact that i don't think any of that stuff is the core of it i think evil itself is the core of it and once you're so far gone that you are committed to to evil rather than good that you've you've just completely corrupted your humanity to the point where you don't see other people as kind of like a as family in a sense you know like you see them as obstacles to to overcome and to defeat that kind of stuff makes more sense than than you know just like what we would consider like decent kind of whether it's religion or, you know, whatever, you know, like that stuff just has an appeal. It's like, Oh yeah, that's, that is true. That does make sense. So for the people that do get into that, I think that that's the appeal, you know, I I think it's almost uh, a rationalization of their own corruption, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. Both things are really infectious. I think Um, to put it in kind of a social media um, metaphor, like, if you're constantly kind of spewing negativity online, it it, it, it does bring people down, especially if if you have a big platform, um, uh, and if and if you spread positivity on it, and I think it's just as powerful in the other direction. I think it really impacts people in a in a good way. But then I think I think on Twitter, you know, you kinda need a balance of both to really, uh, strike a chord, I think, and, and not to be, not do it in a purposeful way, but then, um, I do find myself kind of mixing it up just the way I feel. I kind of just post whatever's on my mind all the time, but, um, but I do think I was making that uh, metaphor for social media, but then just, uh, out in the world too, just how you interact with people. Like, um, like I was talking about earlier on the show that, um, how, People are just on edge all the time. And I mentioned before on my post how I, I just don't understand people who are rude to fast food workers or people who handle their food. That's got to be kind mm-hmm. of like the dumbest thing you can do. You know, people will you know mess your shit up, like literally, like they'll, they'll put things in your food. You'll get sick. I've had I've had friends who mentioned that. I just don't understand. Yeah, people I, are, I worked at a Wendy's yeah. for a while
0: and I. <laughs> I've uh, you know contaminated a couple burgers in my day. Yeah, you know, and and
1: and and people deserve it, but but I don't understand people who are just rude to people who might already be down bad right in their life, and just kind of pushing people the wrong way. Like uh, I'm not a saint myself, but I do consider myself a kind of a charming, nice person, and uh, and you know, like uh, I'm constantly. Kind of making people's days whenever i go out and i i pride myself on that like like how can how can just a just a kind of a, a unassuming person like me kind of uh, you know bring light to people's days and um and because i think i enjoy that when people do that to me so um not to be too hokey but i i, I do think positivity it's very infectious you know and and, mm-hmm. you know, I think the media is so powerful now that they don't even they don't even try anymore. You know, like like it's just constant bad news on TV. I don't really watch TV anymore, but then um, I get all my news from Twitter. Uh, but then when I when I do watch the news, it's, it's just I, I think I think there's a large portion of America that still watches the news and just co- kind of constantly has it on. Uh, not as much as before, I think the boomers do, but um yeah. but even even on twitter we're we're constantly bombarded by war, like especially right now and um and I do think it 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 does something on a molecular level. I do think that I do think that people uh, are affected by it, and um that's why I, I just kind of try to keep it to a minimum. uh I haven't been posting about this Israel stuff too much, um what interests me are kind of the the, the weaponry of it and um and kind of like the defense industry part of it because um, because it seems like you know America's kind of losing their grip on everything like uh we're we're still we're still the the top manufacturer of weapons in the world but it seems like everyone's like you know what I think we can do it a lot lot better than you guys and and mm. I, and I think America's you know constantly insecure you know it's like kind of like this America is kind of like this Instagram model that is constantly (laughs) insecure, constantly looking in the mirror, feeling bad about itself. Like, you know what? Like I got to start a new war. I got to change my hair color. Mm -hmm. Like, like (laughs) (laughs) I got to get a new car. Like, you know, like, Oh, I got to whiten my teeth. Like I got to, I got to steal, uh, resources from Africa. I got to kill Gaddafi. Um, the richest man in the world to, so he won't be a thorn in my side when I create Africom. You know, I gotta, um, you know, I, I gotta talk shit about my friend that is more beautiful than me. Like they, you know, like just just I just see that as a metaphor. Yeah. Like 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 sure like America's. That's why they they you know like um, I love this country in a way, but but at the same time, um, it's kind of like uh. kind of like you know they rob you and then and then tell you that they gave you something in a way you know
0: yeah dirty ho ass country (laughs) (laughs) yeah the the stuff you're saying about positivity is very true i think um i also haven't really posted anything serious about like the palestine stuff um everything i've posted it's just been a joke and i this is, I don't know, this is the approach I take to, like, everything nowadays, is, like, I, I'm not gonna tweet, like, serious thoughts on Twitter. Uh, everyone's gonna have, like, some random thought that isn't, like, completely a joke, and I'll post that, but it's always, like, I, I don't know, I feel like, um, you, you can't just be, like, a completely, like, just chipper, happy, like, you know, I mean, there's a place for that, you know, puppy pictures or whatever, that kind of thing, but Every everyone is constantly bombarded with this stuff, as you said. So, it, it, I think it's more helpful to make jokes about that kind of stuff to help lighten that up a little bit. You know what I mean? So, I mean, not to like, not in like a mocking way or like some kind of like vicious, mean, cruel sort of a sense, but just like, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't need to constantly be like super serious. Like, you know, we all see the same footage we all we all know essentially what's going on or at least what's being reported and so it, i don't know how hopeful it is to like be some kind of like twitter activist who just like retweets all this news and stuff all the time you know i i think that mm-hmm. there's a another side to that where you can play a role of just like you know okay well here's a little goof that maybe you get a chuckle out of you know and um, yeah like I, I i saw this uh this thing in um, in Gaza, like it was Eid the other day, right? Like yes. Eid was actually w- when they started the uh, the ground invasion, I guess. And um, coincidentally,
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh yeah, what a coincidence, right? <laughs> um, but it was it was footage of people in Gaza celebrating Eid, and they were all happy, you know. Yeah. And they were it was just like a, a real celebration. Yeah. They were like sharing their cookies that they made and giving presents to the kids, and everyone was like laughing and smiling and and everything. And like down the street, there was fighting going on. But they were like, you, you know what? It's eat. I'm going to celebrate. I'm not going to let this ruin my celebration. I think that's like that, that's really important too. It shouldn't always just be like, mm. oh, we have to be really like sad and and gloomy because there are bad things going on. Like that doesn't really help anybody, you know. I, I think there's also like a a productive use in in uh, in being happy despite things and trying to find the the light side of things, you know. So. I don't know. So that that's uh, that's what I try to do with my jokes, I guess, a little bit. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I find that it's – uh, sometimes I take a step back and I think to myself, like, you know, 95% of the stuff that uh, I and my friends, like, share to each other online is, like, bad opinions from someone else or something like that. Like, you know, like, it's not – it's not, like, maybe only, like, 5% of the stuff that uh, um, I talk to people about is, like, oh, did you see this good opinion – that was a positive opinion mm-hmm. that like helps build towards something different or whatever, you know? And, uh, it's almost always, you know, this is a bad take that someone made that may, maybe like reveal something about themselves or something. Right. Like it's not, it's not right. just the fact that it's a bad opinion. It's also like, this is a bad opinion that proves something that we knew about them secretly or something like that. <laughs> right. You know? right, right. And, uh, I always think to myself, I'm like, you know i have to remind myself that like at some level that's sad and worse than the people that are doing that kind of thing you know like just just being some person that's oblivious and writing bad takes and stuff is bad but like being a person that just sits there being like oh man that guy's dumb that guy's dumb that guy's dumb it's like okay well yeah but what's what what's next like what's the what's the What's, what's the next step after that? Like, what what are we going to build? What are we going to do that's different? What are we going to be happy about? So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I really don't like that kind of thing. I just, like you said, I find it completely pointless, you know, especially when it's like, oh, look, the the Israeli ambassador said something in bad faith about Palestine. You know, what a shocker. Like, what, what, what is this? <laughs> what, what, you know, does this change your worldview or something? Like, of, of course he's going to say that. Like, d- you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, what what point are you? Well, are you scoring points again? In what game here? You know.
1: Well, good. You know, good, poignant, relevant, well researched, thoughtful, helpful, useful, relevant things posted. Don't really get a lot of traction. You know, negativity does. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think people rely on um, kind of bashing others to. Make themselves so- self feel better, you know, at a base level. But then, then yeah, I, actually, you know, I I would like um, maybe if there was like a, a, a an account that you know, kind of like uh, uh, pundits posting their Ws or something, where,
0: <laughs> where, where 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 they're
1: just constantly, you know, like like good thing, good takes that people have done today. But you know, that account will probably only have like. 99
2: followers you know maybe mm-hmm. yeah I mean I've got like a huge stack of bookmarks of articles that friends have written that I'm sure are great that I just haven't gotten to yet because it's so much easier just to fall into chats with people just sure. being like oh you know this is uh this, this jackass is added again or whatever so you know I'm, guil- like, uh, I'm guilty of that too sure
0: yeah, well, I mean, we all are. I think that's yeah. where the annoyance comes from, you know?
2: Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure where the, you know, what the, is it just discipline? Because I feel like, I feel like that, that feeling of that, like, rumble of terror, of just like, you know, things being bad in general. Uh, I think that that really makes it difficult. Beyond that, you know, people point to and I think it's true that it's like addictive to be online and stuff, but I think there's a secondary part of it, which is like it's addictive because uh, it's it's a way of avoiding things that are more difficult, you know, like it's uh, it's like it makes it so easy just to get caught up in chatting with people about bad things that are happening um, because Uh, you know, it's, uh, it feels like anything could be ruined at any moment that of a project that you're working on or something like that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. I was talking to someone the other day about distractions. And we were kind of talking about how there's like two kinds of distractions. There's the first kind, which is like, you're in a library, you're trying to read or take notes on something, you know, you're like really focused, you're in there for the quiet. And then like someone comes in with like, a trombone or whatever, you know, like, then they're just like, making a racket and then you can't focus on what you were focused on and that was like a completely uninvited Mm -hmm. distraction then there's the other kind which is you have something some task in front of you that you need to accomplish and you kind of don't feel like it so you end up looking for distractions you know so like you're at your computer you have some work to do or something and then you see oh, well, maybe I'll play some Slay the Spire now, and you go down and click that instead of getting to your work, you know? So that's a different kind of distraction, and I think that, I don't know, that this kind of stuff is maybe more that second kind, and that I think we're we're easy to conflate the two and just kind of think of anything that's distracting us as just being that first kind, when maybe there's a little bit of responsibility on our parts, too, to kind sure. of, like, get away from it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean... In a larger sense, maybe some of these events are are distractions by Obama and Hillary to kind of sh- shield the fact that they're still running the shadow government. You know, yeah. I, I'm I'm joke I'm joking, <laughs> but you know, like I I make a lot of jokes like that. Like you know, this this entire Israeli Palestinian thing, it's just a it's just a uh, it's <laughs> it's just a distraction, you know, from the uh, uh, the liberal shadow government or something like that, you know? And it's, and it's just mm-hmm. like, I, uh, yeah, I agree that I, I agree that there's distractions all the time. And, um, I, I think, I think you just nailed it. My life, Tom, like my, my, <laughs> you just described everything that I do.
0: <laughs> well, I know from experience, so <laughs> join the club. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's a a lot to be said. Like, you know, the 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 question that follows then is like, okay, so let's say we're able to like have the self discipline to put those distractions away, and now the only things that we really have to worry about are like actively intrusive things from like other people, and it's not just us distracting ourselves. Well, now what, right? And it doesn't have to be. I I think some big project, you know, it can just be that positivity stuff we were talking about earlier like i I think that at least it's a place to start, right like if you're if you're distracted or you're allowing yourself to be distracted by that silly kind of negative stuff, then you're not doing anything to spread positivity you're not you know i I think that's helpful like those people in Gaza I think them just carrying on with Eid and giving gifts to these kids meant more than all of the Twitter activism in the world. You know what I mean? I think that like, even though it's a simple thing and maybe it doesn't change the face of the political situation whatsoever. To me, that's not as important as these kids having a good Eid despite things and and having like, you know, not, not having this one year that's like, oh, remember that time when Eid came and, and the Israelis invaded and that was Eid? You know, instead there's like this, happy moment in their lives instead you know despite that Mm -hmm.
1: speaking of distractions like sometimes um like i am a i'm a visual artist i do um i like to do drawings um and paintings and um uh, speaking of distractions during that like i kind of force myself to be distracted i usually have like two or more screens um playing like different movies um and i usually have a podcast going on while i draw so like um, i think i was mentioning to tom one time that like like i do consider my art practice a form of meditation i don't pray as much as i wish i did lately but i think um my connection to god in a way is through my art when i'm in a trance type state and i um i think that's pretty powerful i think uh for me when I'm doing that art, I could kind of be this kind of machine and automated in a way. And um, but, it you know, but I'm flesh and blood. But um, but where all this talent or practice uh, comes from, you know, whether it's through practice and repetition, but, you know, I'm getting better. I always you know, I do believe in a higher power. And like um, I you know, when I when I do see like a like a beautiful sunset, I do get some like a, like a touch from something from beyond, you know? So like, and I, and I, I say that because I do feel the same way when I'm in that kind of hyper focused state when I'm creating my art.
0: Um, yeah. Would you call it like a flow state? Yeah, it, it is
1: a flow state. I think, um, I think I call it more of uh, being in the zone, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. like kind of like Michael Jordan when he was hitting uh, all those three pointers. You Remember? Um, yeah but like uh like like yeah like i i just kind of uh and and you know uh i'm not always in the zone too but i gotta force myself to kind of uh, uh to start working in order to maybe get into that zone <laughs> you can't just yeah you can't just uh get into that you know whether you're a writer or a, um, or a, or a, you know video editor or a music creator like you have to force yourself to uh, uh, sit in front of the typewriter or whatever, in my case, the desk. And, and, but yeah, like, like I do have multiple sensory overload things going on. And I think I do that. I do that purposely. I think I wanted to give this example because um, like, like I have like multiple distractions going on yet. I can ki- I could kind of um, zone that out. Uh, well, first of all, I don't, my art studio or my room to uh, be quiet while I do my art. It's just, is very scary in a way, but I'd like to have um, <laughs> like all these things going on. Speaking of distractions, you know, like all these things going on purposely uh, inundated on well, myself.
0: It might be like uh, like an anti distraction, like there's right. so much going on sure. that it, it like, blocks out the possibility of being distracted by any one thing or something. Yeah, and and you know,
1: like I do have podcast, like new podcasts on, but usually the movies that I have on in the background are movies that I've seen like hundreds of times like whether it's Goodfellas mm. or like Schindler's List or like Saving Private Ryan <laughs> or like uh yeah. or like Heat, Heat, the movie Heat, like uh, yeah, like all yeah. these things like like these very I kind of have these kind of like violent things going on in the background while creating something um, kind of peaceful. Um, I I I just kind of like to force these extremes on myself. And I, I could see people thinking this is weird, but it works for me, you know.
0: Um, well, artists, right? I mean, that's what you're supposed to be like. <laughs>
1: sure. That's the, sure, sure. That's what it is. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think like that's what we're supposed to be doing as humans. We're supposed to be finding the thing that we. I
1: do really agree with that, you know. You
0: know, we where we get in that flow state or get in the zone that you know you were talking about. That's like kind of a connection to God in a way. I think that's the whole point.
1: Tom, I really, I really agree with that. You know, I really do think, you know, people people really short themselves themselves, uh, in a way, saying they're not creative or anything. I think. I think every even that guy that uh, kind of um, denounces himself and says he's not creative. I think his uh, ancient ancestor uh, was very creative, like pounding a stone into a tool or something. Like if sure if yeah. if some if some conceptual artist these days like like a three D printed like a like a arrow like a like a stone arrowhead or something he would probably sell out galleries these days you know like i i'm just saying like 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 anyone can like this is my art teacher background coming in here like i always told even like uh, non-art majors that took kind of like my beginning uh painting classes like i I taught art for several years like um Mm -hmm. like that that everyone's creative everyone's an artist you know everyone can draw like if everyone i kind of uh personally don't like um people who do like realistic art even though i can i can do that i can draw realistically but it just doesn't it doesn't interest me like i kind of like kind of more unique styles like like these days there's there's very simple cartoony styles and that's fine too but i i'm still talking like kind of a fine art kind of like in the framework of this fine art and, and not comics, but then like, um, like I think everyone like drawing, uh, a hand can, can really make it interesting in their own way. So, um, so I just think, I just think that, that everyone should kind of try to tap into their creative side. Um, and I think, I think, uh, uh I think Twitter in a way, um, When it's at its peak, it kind of showcases everyone's uh, creativity. And I think that's why I like Twitter when people bring are honest with themselves on there and um, and kind of aren't afraid to put themselves out there, too. And um, and kind of get in the zone on Twitter, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, any anything. You know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be anything uh, spectacular in, in that sense. You know, like uh, uh, you're talking about just people like even just drawing for themselves. You know, it doesn't need to be like you You make life or a uh, world changing art or, uh, yeah. you know, you know, you have, you get your name written down in the history books or anything like that. Like, I don't think that's what we're here to do. I think we're here to uh, find something that. We can do, in a, you know, that gets us in that zone that like feels right. And then uh, if, if we're all doing that, rather than getting like MK Ultra mass trauma programmed all the time and, and distracted in that way, I think that that would make the world a lot better place, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Are we going to figure out uh, how to better the world by the end of this episode? <laughs> I certainly hope so.
0: <laughs> I think we're on our way. Yeah. I think
1: we are. But yeah, like I I was thinking about um like I really do think everyone is an artist, you know, like that sounds so cheesy, but uh I used to tell people like um but but in order to, you know, be a creative, whether that's writing or whatever, I think you know like like to to kind of compare writing and like a drawing, which is two things I love. So if you compare those two things, like you can't just write a a paragraph. I don't think and I'm not saying uh, and i and I'm talking about like kind of uh, uh digesting something like like when I see kind of young artists they 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 draw like a, a head and it's pretty good, you know, but they don't finish like the neck and like the shoulder of it. I don't know why uh young artists do that i you know like I keep wanting to like 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 not hit them over the head like an Asian parent, but then like like I kind of wanna like. Like, t- like grab them and like, like, you know, you should finish like the entire, like kind of shoulder and the entire thing. Like, just like writers, like you can't just write a paragraph, like write a you know, like finish that essay or like that short story. Like, because I say that because um, once you finish it and then like you get to a point um, of like actually finishing a piece or like a, a page or a chapter then you can go on to the next one and that, and I don't know what it's called, but then like when, when I finish an actual like drawing, like, like it's, it's just kind of transform transformative thing for me where, um, where it, where it kind of shifts me into a whole new kind of mind. And it's like, like I could put that part away now. And like,
0: um, mm. Mm-hmm. and i
1: can move on to the next one and i think and i don't think it's the product i don't think it's the drawing i don't think it's the 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 page or the story i think it's i think it's the mindset i think the mindset is is the creative part like so mm-hmm. so 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 you're kind of th- that by transforming yourself and completing one thing you're allowed to go on to the next idea and then and then the right. product the product is just your way of kind of like proving that to yourself that you are on the next uh, project or the next idea. And like my satisfaction comes from the fact that I am, I did actually as a, as kind of just this unassuming human created this. And then I'm on to the next thing. It almost makes me feel invincible in a way in a world where I'm powerless, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I, I find for writing something similar where, I found it for many years that I could I could write something, especially for school or something, but like last minute and just get it out. And it was very satisfying to me to get it done in a very short period of time Yeah. Uh, under constraints and things like that, and then just get it out of the way. But what I've had to sort of start to try to learn, at least over the last few years, is to start to try to rewrite things and try to edit and actually, you know, I think that it's kind of similar to the, completing the shoulders of the drawing kind of thing right where it's like Mm. I have to I have to I have to take something that I'm writing and actually you know make it the best that it can be instead of just dashing it off and then being like okay next idea Mm -hmm. and uh, I think that you know one of the things that has forced me to do that in some ways is you know I, I when I started writing I started writing like just little joke articles for Harper's and you know, it was a process, but back and forth with like editing. And I was very lucky where most of my pieces were accepted. And most of them were, you know, uh, they did come back with like, just covered in red of edits that needed to be done. But it was one of those things where it wasn't that painful, because, um, well, because it was like, at least that initial thing of, okay, this is good enough that we can work on was good enough. But I'm kind of in in a tough Uh, situation now where I'm trying to do that like process of you know just creating things completely from scratch Mm -hmm. that are a bit more serious or a bit more like uh you know like I I, I've kind of gotten away with something for a while where I was just writing short joke articles and stuff and to to move on from that at all Mm -hmm. I have to I have to kind of have the discipline to try to make it like a whole complete project for myself instead of just uh, instead of, you know, like the, the deceptive thing about Twitter is that you can just spend a few seconds jotting off something and then sending it into the void and you get instant feedback. <laughs> um, but like, it, it's not like, uh, you know, it's, it's not carefully written in the same way that like a article is like, it's not, it's not long enough to have the full, you know, it's not, it, it's, it's a way of being snappy and kind of sarcastic and stuff, but it's not as much a way of being like, here are my collected thoughts on a matter that, you know, so anyway, anyway, that's what, that's what that made me think of. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. It, you know what this is making me think of is, uh, when I played baseball, one of the things that was really important that really improved my swing was the follow through was like learning how to follow through on the swing. Mm and yeah. that's kind of what I'm thinking about with this stuff. It's like it's important to follow through with the with your work so that you can, like you were saying, Roy, to get to the next thing. um be, And that can be a little bit, I don't know, like maybe scary or maybe there's you know whatever it is it can you might want to hold back on getting to that next stage because you're like unsure of what that might be. But it's important to do that, or you just stay stuck, you know. So you want to work through something and then see it through to completion so that you can move on to the next thing so you're not just like constantly in this state of like well i'm kind of on this thing and it you know it's sort of like amorphous and no end in sight you know what i mean like you you want to follow through yeah mm-hmm. like
1: there um you know there is something about uh exhausting something and completing something you know those ideas of going on to the next idea but what what I wanted to mention was that, um, you know, like in art, for example, um, you know, there's artworks, and then like a group of artworks is a series, and then a group of series is kind of like, I guess, uh, um, a collection, so to speak, right? So, mm-hmm. so like, like, at, just because you're done with a work, or like, you're working on two works at the same time, I, I think it should be in... Uh, the same series like let's say uh i'm doing like cities i'm, I'm drawing cities right like i have a c- series on cities and and kind of, I, I kind of make these like dystopian um conceptually abstract drawings of of kind of decaying cities in a sense of like uh i call them cartographical abstracts and um and i work on several of them at the same time and it's like um and what I, was, what I was trying to illustrate earlier was that, like, I don't just move on to the next idea right away. The series uh, is a group of works that I am, am working through my ideas. And then, like, who knows how many works will make up a series? I don't know. Like, I have to exhaust a series too. <laughs> and, sure, and, and luckily, yeah. like, it, does that make sense in a way? Like, like, yeah, like, for sure. That's, yeah, that's it's why almost I,
0: like, it's one idea. Yeah. It's
1: one big idea, but made up of smaller parts. But then, like, right. I can't really get on to the next series until I'm exhausted with that. And, and it might take my whole life, but then, like, like, um, but I guess I'm talking more about the process, um, where, where I really do think, um, it changes me when I, when I complete something. And I think, and I think, um, in a more general sense, uh, I think we began talking about this just like a the layman, the, 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 the guy or woman that doesn't consider themselves an artist. I hear that all the time. And it's like, and it's like, like, like accomplish something, uh, for Christ's sakes, you know, like, like just <laughs> like, like, you know, like it's, it's the satisfaction of cleaning your room whether that lasts, you know. Uh,
0: yeah, shout out Jordan Peterson. Right, whether that lasts like
1: like a day and you have Monster energy cans uh, scattered the next day. That's okay, you know? Like like if you want to wash your car uh, or like do a garden. I think that's all art. I think like cooking is art. Like I, you know, like I don't Yeah. I I I constantly uh am uh, at the it's risk It's creative of, yeah.
0: creative work, really.
1: I'm I'm constantly at the risk of like out cheesing myself but I'm a I, I guess I guess I'm a you know I just I guess I'm a cheesy guy like I like I like to think mm-hmm. about wholesome things uh, a lot of the time because I think my mind constantly wants to talk, think about the dark side so um, uh, but naturally I think I am wholesome and I like to think about these cheesy things in life because it makes me feel good and it's like I really do think that everyone needs you know like like they said idle hands is the devil's playground in a way but then mm-hmm. like i think everyone is can be creative in a way that's why like i'm so like uh, drawn to people who have these kind of uh, obsessive for the lack of a better word hobbies like whether that's cars or guns uh i've always or like sports uh, those are three kind of kind of hobbies of mine. And, um, I'm, I really get along with people. Um, and you know, like I've been made fun of lately for being, uh, autistic because I, uh, tend to rant about certain subjects and I think people are having a good time kind of comparing me to, uh, an autistic person, but like I'm kind of drawn to people who are obsessed with these, uh, kind of subjects and hobbies and, and I think that's because like, I want to learn from them and like, um, uh, I want to stick around and maybe I can absorb something, but I think everyone should find an obsession or a hobby or like, uh, and I think that's where a human can, uh, being can kind of, uh, get creative. You have to immerse yourself into something and get in the zone. You know, that I think maybe that's the title for this podcast, you know, like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, 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 yep. like, like, it's just, it's just like, uh, I don't know what it is. Like, like, um, like how do, how do some, um, how do some, uh, elders in Islam, how do they, how do they, uh, are they able to recite, um, those ha- hadiths or like, and like, um, you know, um, memorize the entire Quran or like, or like, uh, and sing so beautifully those words. Like, like I. I'm constantly and there and 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 it might be a gift that you're born with, but then like, um, just even just even powerful things like that, or like, or like um, you know, there's there's people who um, just who build things, like, like I think I think you know, not to be trad here, but I think every man should be able to build something, um, uh, whether that's uh, like a like an actual kind of machine or something, or or whether that's art or creativity, you know? And I think, uh, you, you know, women women are artists too. Women are creative too. But I think every man uh, needs to build something, needs to leave behind something. And I, I still believe that. You
0: know? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Islam. I was kind of thinking about the idea of, like, perfection. and. hmm uh, mm-hmm. Because I think some of the stuff that holds people back from doing this is like they don't want to create something imperfect. Like they're afraid like they have an idea in their head and when it when they try it out in reality, it doesn't it's not quite right. It doesn't really match. Or maybe it's really off, you know? Like especially you're trying to build something, you want to just build something simple and useful, practical, like a table or something, and you just completely mess it up, it's all wobbly and you know. <laughs> but you know, the you, you can perfect a craft over time, but I think part of that is that follow through is the completion of the thing to the next thing, to the next thing. You can't just kind of work on one thing year after year, like one table until it's like perfect. That's not how it works. You have to do one table, then the next table, then the next table, you know? Um, and that goes for like personal development too. Like when you're trying to perfect your, your virtues and discipline your, your flaws, you know, like it's the same thing you can't just you know be stuck until it's perfect it's it's just a, it's a constant like you know you make some progress you just keep working at it and working at it and eventually you you get there um
1: yeah didn't um didn't iron man tony starks didn't he keep his first energy uh what is that generator thing in a in a glass container i think To remind himself (laughs) of his first, you know, imperfect project. You know, he was constantly improving it, making it powerful, but he always kept it. um, To remind himself, I think.
0: Sure, it makes sense. I I, I don't know (laughs) you. I'll take your word for it.
1: I'm not really a Marvel guy, but I, I do like Iron Man for some reason. I've always liked those movies.
0: I like the first one, I guess. I, I don't really remember it very well, but I uh, I appreciate all of Hollywood's depictions of like the Middle East and stuff. It's always pretty entertaining,
1: <laughs> right? I I think I like uh, the kind of the defense contractor or the defense company kind of uh, metaphors going on with yeah. Iron Man. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. was good in the role. I thought I thought that, that was a good good casting. Mm-hmm. Um all right so before we get like too far with uh solving all the world's problems maybe <laughs> we should jump into some questions and wrap this sucker up. All right, so we'll we'll just be quick with the questions we got a couple specifically for you Roy, so we'll we'll fire these ones off. Um so the first one is was the moon landing fake?
1: The moon landing fake. Um I don't know about that but I think there are colonies already on mars i think um i think the ultra there's like ultra billionaires on mars already and uh, musk all, babies I, th- I i do think so and i think all those uh kind of uh, failed uh space flights that crash down i think it's kind of like money laundering of his to kind of like oh, uh, yeah. to write off costs but i think those are uh, spacex um kind of uh, uh entertainment uh, vacation flights up there, or whatever they're talking about, or these these test flights are to bring s- supplies up there. Um, you know, all this is kind of said with a, a tongue in cheek, but then I I kind of do believe this. But I don't know if I don't know if the moon landing was fake and and recorded and filmed by uh, Stanley Kubrick or not. I I used to I used to think of that, but um, I'll just say uh, I'll just say no. I don't think we really
0: landed on the moon. Okay. Um, next question is, if you were going to sew two guns to Don's hand hands like guns akimbo, which guns would you choose?
1: Oh, uh, easy question. Uh, two uh, M4 Benelli automatic shotguns.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not strong enough, I think, for automatic shotguns. That's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like uh, I would really hurt myself with that, but um, maybe a maybe, uh, little tiny, like the Walters or something like that, PP7s, whatever the- PPK. Whatever James Bond. Yeah. that's a, a, I'm, I'm holding one right now as we speak. Okay. <laughs> 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 that's good. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Okay. Was there any more questions, Tom? Or nope. That?
0: Nope. That, that's the end of it.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I really appreciated the conversation I, I had. Uh, I mean, it- went dark places but i had fun and uh you know we'll, we'll end positive that's that's the our goal in life so yeah
1: ah, yeah thank you for having me on i think um i have kind of a feeling of uh positivity so i think this entire conversation went well i had a great time for um the whole time so thank you for having me on guys
0: yeah thanks roy uh, we'll have to have you back on again sometime sure uh, so thanks for listening everybody if you want a second episode of you can't win every week you can do that by subscribing to our patreon and you'll get that as well as access to our discord where you can chat with us and our lovely community and if you want to send us anonymous questions you can do that by going to our twitter account at you can win pod and you'll find a link to the curious cat pin there where you can send in those questions thanks for listening and we'll catch you again next week.